Welcome back to Hot Takes, featuring David Smith and myself, Cody Blazak. Uh, today is Friday the 10th, which means tomorrow is Saturday, and we get an another entire day full of college football. And then the day after that is Sunday, which we will get an entire day full of NFL. This will be the first week. <laughs> this will be the first weekend of football, 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 and I don't even know how many weeks, but it's amazing to have it back. Uh, last night was the season opener for the NFL. Tampa Bay hosted Dallas in what was a pretty entertaining game. It was Tom, fun to watch. It so was fun, fun to watch. Tom Brady is was he forty two years old and he looks like 44. he's well what forty four years old and he looks like he's twenty five, so I you know I I was like Tom Brady's gonna get like just start declining at some point in time, he's getting better each year which I didn't even realize was possible, but I the, I, I would not be surprised if they went seventeen and zero this season. I, that's what I said a uh, couple couple weeks ago, and and you 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 called me out on it and thought I was thought I was silly for saying that, and here we are, here we are. What do you know? Isn't that crazy? Um, yeah, but I mean that that team obviously looked fantastic. It it I mean they did not miss a beat at all. There was nothing that that they did wrong really. I mean the only miscue that could have been called was was an in the half hail mary, and that was the only real. Miscue. I mean, this this team looks destined to repeat. And but give it to Dallas though. Dak looked great, and they they came out ready to play. Both teams came out ready to play. They both looked, I, I, even though Dallas lost, they both looked really good. Um, CD Lamb looked like a veteran for Dallas. Just about all the receivers for Tampa Bay looked. Like veterans, I mean, I know Gronk and Antonio Brown are, but Chris Godwin just picking up right where he left off last season. Dallas has, they're not incredibly young players, but they're not like very old yet. They're just like in that middle mark. I mean, Amari Cooper looked really good. Uh, Galladay looked good. I mean, they all looked, uh, both teams just looked absolutely stunning especially to start off a season. And I think the game lived up to what people were hoping it lived up to. Dak Prescott coming off uh, an injury from last season looks to pick up right where he left off. He threw 58 passes for almost 400 yards, I believe it was. Uh, Had a couple touchdowns, had an interception. But moving forward for Dallas – it looks like they're going to have the same high-powered offense they have the past couple seasons. It's just that defense that cannot get it together. Yeah, I mean, the defense, it looks better than it did last year. Obviously, I don't really know if it could have looked worse. But um, when it when it comes with the task of stopping this Tampa Bay offense, it's extremely, extremely, extremely difficult to do. And I'm not sure if there's if there's many defenses out there that could do it a whole lot. I mean... Holding Tampa Bay to what thirty-one points is is you've you've got to look at that as as some kind of a little bit of a win in your own right, and scoring twenty-nine on the Tampa Bay defense looks like a great improvement improvement from last year. Obviously, Dak is back. Um, we didn't see a whole lot of Zeke, but 
that's just that that could have simply been because of how stout the Tampa Bay rushing defense is, and they obviously, like you said, they came out and just threw the wall a ton, and that might be the recipe for success against this Tampa Bay defense this year. We'll see how moving forward into week two, week three, week four, how other teams handle it against them. But it's it was it was very entertaining to watch. It was a great great kickoff game to start off the 2021 NFL season. Yeah, it was a great game. And uh, these are two teams that preseason or before preseason because Dallas didn't show anything in preseason. But with the buildup for Dallas over the past couple years with Dak, with uh, Ezekiel Elliott, with getting Amari Cooper, now C.D. Lamb, they already have Michael Gallup. Uh, they, the hype for them is building up, and I don't want to say this is their year because that Tampa Bay team looks ridiculously good. But I mean, I would expect, I, I would hope for a playoff run, or at least for them to clinch a playoff spot this season, because they look, I, I mean. After last night's performance, I'm convinced they're a good team. Yeah, I mean, obviously this offense is one of the most high-powered offenses in the NFL, and which will be really interesting to see how they clash with Washington. I'm very excited to see that game. I'm not sure what exactly what week they play for the first time, but that's going to be a fun, fun game to see because in my eyes, those are your two teams fighting for this division. Um, Philadelphia and New York can kind of go ahead and prepare for the, for the top draft pick maybe, but... Uh, well, maybe not Philadelphia, but New York needs a new quarterback. But that's a that's a whole different story. Get off track here. Um, the the Giants, the Jets have got their guy. The Giants need a new quarterback. I I, I agree with that. Yeah, I like I like Zach Wilson a lot in New York. That's, I do too. That's fun. He's my fantasy quarterback. Actually, I'm excited to see that. Um, yeah, I know. I missed out on the quarter. I missed out on a bunch of other quarterbacks. Give me that look. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna be talented. I'm telling you right uh, he's now. He's gonna be talented, but you don't take him as your fantasy quarterback. I'm taking him as my fantasy. He's he's gonna be a top ten fantasy quarterback this year. I'm that's telling like you. that's like taking a defense as your first pick in fantasy. Well, I took him in like the twelfth round. I waited on a quarterback. I stacked up all my skill positions, and I I just said, all right, we're gonna stream quarterbacks. What now, is he projected this week? Do you know? Like sixteen points ish. Not great, but not. I mean, they're playing Carolina, but I mean, like, Carolina's defense isn't great. So I mean, he could have a week one coming out party. I don't know if you saw what Tony Romo said about Zach Wilson. He said that people quickly will he will quickly be what was respected, recognized, a top five quarterback in the league. I believe he said something along those lines. What is quickly to him? I I don't know. I'm hoping like week one for my fantasy team's sake. If Zach Wilson (laughs) is considered a top five quarterback by week one, NFL's got some issues. I've already considered him. Hot take. (laughs) Um, moving back into last night's game, old man Tom Brady looks just not human. I mean. He threw 50 pass attempts last night, went for 379 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions, didn't get sacked. That that shouldn't happen when you're 44 years old. Well, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. he's the greatest quarterback <laughs> of all time, but 
he's 44. He isn't in his 20s or 30s anymore. He he literally has been in the league since the players that are coming into it now since before they were born. Yeah. I mean, I, hey, props to him for doing this because if I can run 10 yards when I'm 40-something years old, I'll be happy. Yeah, I mean, at, at some point you've got to just kind of put Tom Brady in a category of his own and just say, I'm not surprised by these things anymore. This is Tom Brady. Speak, and- speaking of that and the greats and everything – you and I touched on it, I think it was a day or two ago. We were debating whether talking about this, and now since it's here, when does Tom Brady get put in his own category as the greatest of all sports? Because when you hear it now, you think Michael Jordan or someone along those lines. Personally, I think Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson. When does Brady get the recognition of just the great, like overall greatest sports athlete, champion, whatever you want to call it, of all time, as far as athlete goes, I don't know if he'll ever. I, get I don't that. mean athlete, but like. Do you mean just player like greatness? Yeah, just overall great. I mean, I mean, I think seven could... chips, possibly an eighth this year. Way too many records to even count. You could consider him there now. I mean, he's got more rings than any NFL team does on their own. So, yeah. You and I are saying that, but when does the general public start to realize that? Sports sports fans around the world, because, I mean, you hear, yeah, he's a greatest of all time, but you still hear most people go, Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. Whenever, I don't know what it's going to take for people to realize Tom probably is there. I mean, he's got more rings than Jordan. I consistently is just clutch. I mean, Jordan is too, but we we can bring this debate up another time, but I just got swirling in my head. Uh, Back to the game last night. Talk about Antonio Brown. He looked like prime AB, which is great to see. I, I've always been a fan of Antonio Brown. It's hard not to like his game. He's just so talented, and I want, I want to see him strive. I want to see him succeed. And so it's exhilarating to see him making plays, burning defenders one-on-one, you know, just kind of stuff that we saw four or five, three or four years ago from him when he was in Pittsburgh. And now he's, he's, a super, he's, a, he's still a superstar wide receiver, I think. I think everyone saw that last night, and he, he needs the appreciation. Yeah, I think – I don't think anyone can deny how great of a player he is. But it was good to see him back last night and play like old Antonio Brown. All right, any last thoughts on last night's game before we move on? Um, no. Uh, but I mean, I think that's it was a, it was a great opening to the NFL season, and I'm very excited for Sunday's games too. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a fun season. But moving on. We're going to talk some college football coming up for tomorrow. Um, I think the game, I know the game I am most intrigued about is the Ohio State-Oregon game. I, I would I would guess you are most intrigued about that game as well. I think that'll be a really fun game. Um, What's your most intriguing game of the weekend? I think Iowa-Iowa State. Okay, that one. will be a good game too. I'll That's, give you that I'm one. really excited for that one. All I right, so we'll, the- we'll go over... We'll go over uh, Oregon-Ohio State, then we'll hit the Iowa-Iowa State game, and then we'll go from there because I wouldn't be surprised if we don't have any time left. Anyway, 
Oregon, Ohio State. Ohio State ended up beating Minnesota last week. Was not the prettiest of wins. Uh, Oregon also didn't have the prettiest of wins against Fresno State last weekend. So both teams, I feel like both teams had high hopes and couldn't show out in week one. And, like, I know Ohio State's got some, got a young quarterback and everything, and Minnesota is kind of, like, on the rise. Uh, but for a team like Ohio State that's supposed to be so good, I don't I don't think it's acceptable for that game to be as close to it as it is the entire game. And then one of the biggest reasons you probably walk away with that game is because Minnesota's running back got hurt. Yeah, I mean it wasn't it was it was not pretty. It wasn't. And obviously they look like they they figured some of it out in the second half and hopefully they've pieced it together over the last 9 days since that game. But um it's very 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 intriguing to see how they handle this electric organ team because they've they've really 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 need to win this game to be able to make a statement for the Pac-12 conference to get them a playoff team. Until it expands, we had a discussion a couple of days ago that, that nothing, nothing's going to happen for the Pac-12 unless you know you beat big-time non-conference opponents or the playoff expands. So, I mean, that's just the way. Unless unless they're undefeated, I don't, I don't see any shot that the Pac-12 team makes the playoff. When did we talk about? Oh, we talked about this Wednesday. Yeah, we talked about this we? Wednesday. Okay, I was like, I remember it, but I don't. Okay. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I mean, this will be one of those signature wins that a Pac-12 team probably will need to get into the playoffs if they do. And, I, you know, we say Pac-12 probably won't be one of those teams that get into um, the uh, playoffs Unless it's a um, 12, or excuse me, an undefeated Pac-12 champion. But looking at, I feel like there are two teams that probably could sneak their way into it without being champions. And it's just because of their namesake. But UCLA and USC, I feel like, are two teams, just because of the history of those programs, could possibly sneak into the playoffs as a one-loss conference champion. Why not Oregon? I mean, they've they have a history, but look at USC or UCLA's. It's so much more noticeable and dominant. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. Oregon's had a good program throughout the years, but I'm just not sure the committee would be willing to put them in as a one-loss Pac-12 team versus USC or UCLA. It's strictly because of the history? Or Not, like... When you think, so, consistently Bama has been good for the past decade. Uh-huh. For that sake, even if Bama has an off-season, they're still, say they have a season where they lose two games, they're still going, and Saban still is the coach. People are still going to say that Bama is probably the greatest team that season, or the best team. Which, 
maybe they are, maybe they're not, I don't know. But a lot of that history and the coaching and all of that has, in my opinion, it has what it has to do with it. Because we look at, so Notre Dame, nobody's, even if Notre Dame goes undefeated this year, they're going to be like, they don't deserve a spot in the playoffs because Bama rattled them last year. Which would probably happen again this year, but it's that history that plays. Unless Notre Dame wins every game 90-something to 7, I don't think anyone's going to want them in unless you're a Notre Dame fan. That that I mean, it might just be me. I mean, I think I think I get what you're trying to say, but I just I, I think we're both on the same page, with an exception of two teams for me. Yeah, I mean, I just think I just think if you're gonna, I mean, obviously USC and UCLA, like when you look at the overall history, those are those are the teams. I mean, those those are the, the they're they're supreme. They're they're two of the two of two of the better football franchises in all of in all of college football but when you look at a like a recency bias you got to think Oregon for that conference uh, yeah without a doubt um re- yeah for recency honestly the chances of this even happening are so slim so <laughs> i mean they are but i mean the Pac-12 is looking pretty packed or stacked right now you're not wrong i mean UCLA with that big win last week if Oregon can pull this off then i mean this this conference could be uh We'll we'll jump into that. What, do we have a score prediction? Not so, let's let's stop taking score predictions and let's do like who you think's gonna win and by how many. So it's a little bit easier on us. Oh, so we have a better chance of being right. There we there we. Yeah. So we have, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I, if I'm you want to be technical, be my guest, but I ain't doing it. All right. I, Ohio State wins <laughs> by thirteen. Thirty-eight to twenty-five. Uh, I'm gonna go the opposite way and say Oregon wins by twelve. Really? Yeah. By how many? Twelve. Twelve. I, I don't want to. I don't. Fourteen's too much to me, and I ten's not enough. So I pick the one in the middle. Why? Why? Why Oregon? I have no confidence in Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't either. But I, I, have, I have no confidence. I have less confidence in Oregon. I don't have a lot of confidence in Oregon either. I also like a good underdog, so I have a little bit of bias from there. Um, but Ohio State just worries me. Young quarterback. I mean, it just it it worries me. Yeah, Any last thoughts about that? I think it'll be a fun game to watch. Um, hopefully, it's high-paced, electric. Uh, these two can get up and down the field. Of course, Oregon's offensive coordinator Joe Moorhead, um, not a great head coach, um, but uh, they they love to get up and down the field and run. Ohio State, obviously, in the second half last week, was able to put up point after score after score after score after score after score, and we'll see if they can content- bring that over into this Oregon game, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I just don't see Ohio State dropping this one. I have no clue. Um, next game on the slate that we will go over today is number ten Iowa at number nine Iowa State. Uh, Battle of Iowa. I don't. I mean, I, I think this is a this. This game and the Ohio State and Oregon game, I feel like 
will have a very similar style and pace to it. Um, I think both games are going to be good. I, I don't know a whole lot about either of these teams, though. Well, I told you that Iowa State's going to win this conference, and they're going to they're going to win this game. They're going to they're going to come out pretty handily. They did not perform well last week. Um, there's no doubt about that. They did not come out and play the way that they should have um, against Northern Iowa. It wasn't pretty. Um, and while you're on the other side looking at Iowa, who came out and dominated Indiana last week. And that was a crazy performance by them. That Iowa defense looks really, really good. But I think this veteran Iowa State offense is going to provide themselves an advantage. And uh, Iowa State sitting, they're currently favored by four and a half points. I, I think they'll win this game by double digits. I think they'll come out and Brock Purdy expects to have a coming out game here. National television. Very, very, very exciting to watch this one. Yeah, I think... I definitely think Iowa State does have the upper hand. Both teams in the past, we'll call it five years, uh, have gotten better and better year after year. And Iowa State and Iowa are both those teams that, in the back of your mind, they're like, I don't ever want to say it might be their year, but it's as close as to their year as they can get right now, at least. Because, I mean, Iowa and Iowa State have both been ranked the past couple years. Just consistently good teams, and they always have one or two losses that they just couldn't get their game together. So it'll be fun to watch. Um, I mean, Brock Purdy is... He's been there for a while. Yeah, he has been there for a while. He'll be a fun. He's always been fun to watch, and it's it's going to be a very 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 deep defensive type of battle here. I think that obviously Iowa's defense is very stout, and Iowa State's defense needs to step up to to let them win this game by double digits, like I predicted them to, and I think that they they will. When you say double digits, how how many digits are we talking? Ten digits. You only ten? You only think they're gonna win by ten? I think they'll. I think they'll win by ten. Yeah. Like ten exactly, or yeah. So the bare minimum of double digits. So well, you're not. You're not that confident. In I'm them. confident in them. That's winning by double digits. I know, but. Uh. Yeah, I think I think Iowa State will probably win this game as well. By how many? I feel like this game will either be a three-point game or it'll be like a 20-point game. I feel like there will be no in the middle. I feel like it's going to be closer. It's not. Um, I think I think Iowa State will is the, the team to win this, though. I mean, the pressure's on them. Iowa has nothing to lose. Iowa State's playing at home. Iowa State is a better ranking than Iowa. Iowa has nothing to lose. So, all pressure's on Iowa State, and I think that they'll end up, at the end of the day, coming out with another win, be 2-0 on the season, and they'll probably move up two or three spots in the rankings. 
Anything else you got on that one? No, I'm very, very excited to see it. But I, I, we've got, what, five minutes left or so? We've got Mac versus Tua this weekend. Real quick before we go into that, who do you think your upset – who is your upset alert watch for college football this weekend? Uh, you know what? Call me, call me crazy here. But a major, major upset that could happen – Georgia. If they sleep against this UAV team, they will make them pay. This this Georgia team is battling a lot of injuries, COVID cases. They've got problems across the board. UAB is a veteran veteran team. They're very well coached by Bill Clark. It's to anyone that is listening this, David is from the Birmingham area. This is why this is being said. I, I think that as, as far as a huge upset goes, I think they've got a better shot of doing it than Arkansas does beating Texas. No, if there's going to be an I'm telling you, Texas might have looked good this week <laughs> or this past week. Arkansas is coming to play this year. Anyway, <laughs> his his he's got his – we're not saying this will happen. This is just like our like watch. If someone is going to, this is who we think it'll be, but we're not guaranteeing it. Anyway, going into Sunday's games for the NFL, you brought up Mac and Tua. What was your? I I kind of cut you off, so go go crazy. Who wins that game, Cody? Who you got? Tua, Mac. Who comes? To, Macs have a coming out party here. I the games in New England. I want to pick Miami. Because I think I think Mac Jones will be a very successful NFL quarterback, and I think he will fit very well in with Bill Belichick, and I think he will be the second coming of Tom Brady at some point or another. But it is his first NFL game, and I just want to know. I, I don't I, – I'm going to pick – New England, but it is not it's not a comfortable pick. I really would not be surprised if Tua got his game together this preseason and just comes out looking like the quarterback that everybody expects him to be. Yeah, New England wins this game by fourteen points. Um I think this is a they can get back to a system that they ran before Cam when Tom was still there. And it's a system that Josh McDaniels is very comfortable in. It's one that Bill Belichick loves. Their defensive players are back. This is a top five defense in the league. This offense is revamped. You added Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith. You've got athletes on the offensive side of the ball now, and it's 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 going to be really, really, really exciting to watch to see how many points Mac Jones puts up with this New England team. Well, for Nelson Aguilar, he is questionable. I will throw that in there. New England is favored by three points. I'm going to pick New England, but it is a very worrisome pick. Um, Another game. Do you, my bad. Do you have anything else with those thoughts? Yeah, you, you got it, man. Um, Another game that interests me, real quick, because we've got about 70 seconds. Um, The Browns and the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs are just absolutely dominant, but... It seems like each year everybody hypes Baker Mayfield up more. 
The Browns haven't won a season opening game in 16 years. You don't think it's going to happen this year either? <laughs> it's not going to happen. Not, not playing Kansas City week one is not going to happen this year either. What do we think for the Browns, though, this season? What, what do, we, do we have a record prediction? Uh, I, this just goes without looking at their schedule. I'm going to I'm gonna throw out 10-7, and 11-6 maybe. I mean, like, that's... I think is, I think ten and seven is fair, eleven and seven or eleven and six is reasonable, and twelve and five is lucky. Yeah, I'd go with. I mean, this is a very talented team, but uh, is Baker Mayfield a? Is Baker Mayfield what everybody thinks he yeah, is? Yeah, is he that guy? Anyway, we're about out of time. Uh, we'll get back to you again on this upcoming Monday to get you all the score results and talk about the big games of the weekend. Thank you for listening. Hot takes. For David Smith, I'm Cody Blazak. We'll talk to you again Monday.